love will abide. Take things in stride. Sounds like good advice, but there's no one at my side. 'Cause I've done everything I know to try and make you mine, and I think I'm. Gonna love you for a long, long time. You're listening to the I Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show I Zombie. My name is Robin, and we were on a break. My name is Stephanie, and I have one enemy, the inability to accept the gift of change. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awesome. So, hey, everybody, we're here to talk about Eat, Pray, Live. How are you doing, Steph? Good. Good. How are you, Rob? I'm I'm happy to be here. Like, uh, you know, I thought this was going to be kind of like a, hey, you know, harmless case of the week uh, uh, Liv's got a little uh, yoga brain and she's going to be goofy and, you know, we're going to solve a murder and maybe a couple things will happen in the background, but nothing big. But, oh, my gosh, the drums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched it the first, you know, as it aired. I got home from work. I worked 12 hours. I was exhausted. I just wanted to, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Facebook and watch the show, half watch it. Yeah. And, it, and I, oh, it was hum- humdrum, you know. Yeah. Nothing, and then boom, and then I watched it again, and then I picked up on all the small, like it's not like broad comedy funny. It's like these little tiny moments that are quietly hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I know it's and, also, and also so, heartbreaking, heartbreaking and tragic. Yeah. And I don't know, there's like different ways, like things parallel each other, they're related to each other. I found a weird coffee conspiracy going on throughout the episode that I want to talk about. (laughs) Yes, so much. Um, uh, So we don't really have much news. I did did write down here, uh, poor Los Angeles and probably the surrounding areas. they're, they had a Dodgers game, so uh, their CW station said that uh, The Flash and iZombie aren't going to be shown on their station until Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Aww. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's funny. What I hate, what at times like that, usually it's uh, weather that, yeah. like, that, it, that interrupts our shows. Yeah, yeah. Tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, and, it, and it's funny because, you know, a lot of our – most of our cast are in L.A. And so mm. when that West Coast tweet uh, got started, like you could see like, – like Malcolm actually sent out this funny tweet. He's like, this, I didn't remember doing an episode about baseball brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Um, and the writer of the episode, Graham Norris, he was doing a live tweet with the East Coast, and the way he did it was, I think he had his mother or or mother in law or or a relation of some sort, uh, essentially put like an iPad in front of a TV and FaceTimed the episode to him so he could tweet <laughs> as he watched it on FaceTime. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. 
So uh, I'll be talking to him about that. Actually, we got our very first uh, bonus episode coming up uh, this week. Hopefully, if everything works out okay, uh, it seems pretty solid. But I'll be talking to the writer of Eat, Pray, Live, as well as other episodes uh, this weekend. So, Well, tell him that I said that I appreciate his very subtle humor. I thought it was great. <laughs> I will. Um, you're going to be busy saving lives, so I'll be on yeah, my Hopefully. Own. Yeah. I'll be there with the brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we yes, we've gotten uh, so much feedback. It's kind of crazy in comparison to just this year of. I mean, there's like one or two people that wrote in as they were doing the rewatch with us, and zero people writing in for Hellcats. <laughs> uh, so, like, all of a sudden now it's boom. We're getting all sorts of email and uh, uh, feedback on the website, uh, feedback in uh, voicemail, Facebook. Reviews. So I just wanted to get a couple of couple of them out of the way. Uh, first off, uh, these are ones that have nothing to do with Eat, Pray, Live. So, Steph, I'm going to read you a couple of these, and uh, you can react. We got a couple of iTunes reviews I wanted to mention right off the bat. And uh, if there's something that me and Steph love, it's iTunes reviews. You drop us some five stars and say hi to us. You don't have to say anything too crazy uh you can you can even be like five stars robin and steph eh. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's five stars uh we really appreciate it, it kind of gets us noticed um so uh, we got a couple of new reviews here uh a yates uh writes uh five stars still the best eye zombie podcast thanks robin and steph i just listened to your coverage of the season three premiere and you guys are as informative and entertaining as ever great job you make watching the show that much better. Season three is really off to a good start. I like the first episode wasn't tied down to the procedural format. We'll see what episode two is like, and I look forward to listening to your next pod and smiley faces. So uh, that thank you. And Oh, thank you, A Yates. Yeah. Makes me feel so good. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and our friend Ralph actually left us a, uh, a review uh, simply titled this one, five stars. <laughs> and he wrote uh, Robin and Steph analyze iZombie way better than I ever could They pick up on things I would never notice The show definitely makes for more rich TV watching experience If there's an iZombie podcast out there that has better analysis I wouldn't know because I choose this one So thanks Ralph That's awesome uh, So yeah, yeah Get those iTunes reviews and we really appreciate it um, Yeah, we've been getting some stuff on the blog um, iZombiePodcast.com And uh, Let's see uh, Our friend uh, Let's see uh, Yerushalmi uh, yeah, Basically uh, These are mostly corrections To my flubbing up uh, um, Well I'll read Here we go Hi guys I'm chiming in here late because Netflix Israel Doesn't have the same sweet next morning Streaming deal that they have in Netflix UK We only get to watch each new iZombie Episode the Monday After it broadcasts Wow um, That's a whole week late <laughs> yeah. I mean I was feeling bad for the folks in LA But Israel oh my gosh Um Yada, yada, yada. Uh, a few weeks ago, you made jokes about listeners screaming at the podcast, and I ended up doing it myself today. Robin keeps looking for more clues to the different origins of the zombie virus, and the three of you speculated that it might have something to do with the biological weapon that hit the soldiers in Equatorial Kundu. 
That isn't what Vivian said in the season three premiere. What she said was that the biological weapon didn't seem to do anything at first. And then after they came home from battle, they all started suddenly dying from it during their 4th of July retreat. She said she scratched them all in order to save their lives, which means she was already a zombie before the retreat, 21 months and 21 days ago. And she had used her husband's hand to scratch herself. That means her husband was zombie before then. And who scratched her husband? That's right. Every single zombie we've seen on this show can be traced back to Blaine. So she goes on from there. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, this is why I was saying to uh, Cheyenne last week, she'd make questions about the uh, the zombie virus. And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I, I mean to ask Graham this weekend, like, should we really be paying that much attention to the origins of the zombie virus or... Or not, just let it go. Because there was more clues dropped in this week's episode, Steph. Like, the whole plane thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to read another one here. Yes, this is um, uh, from JD. Uh, I want to clear up how Vivian's army got to be zombies. Harrison Graves, husband of Vivian, was scratched by someone who was extorting 25k a month from him for brains. This happened at least several months before the pilot. Exactly how much before is not specified, but 25k a month sure sounds like plain. Anyway, Vivian got her scratch from her sleeping husband, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so let me just skip ahead. He's, you're talking about the timeline. Um, he says, in large part, this is based on Blaine's behavior. If was, he was extorting 25K a month from a bunch of zombies, he wouldn't have been seriously jonesing for brains from Liv in season one, episode two, as he was. I wouldn't have thought he had a need like that if he was already well into his killing lots of teen runaways phase. I always thought all of that started to happen when he snagged the lady in the bar. But it was only implied and never stated, so I guess they felt that he'd Go safe, safely go another direction. Back to the timeline. Here's the known facts. Liv has been a zombie for five months since at the start of the pilot. Cl- Clive left Vice about 22 months ago and then started Homicide. Clive said he had no collars in the first two months in Homicide in the pilot. From this, we get the pilot occurs 20 months ago and the boat party 25 months, 25 months ago, approximately. <laughs> Best regards, J.D. So, yeah, there's lots of uh, timeline screwing up. I'm getting the, you know, and just trying to explain away where zombieism comes from. But, yeah. So, if anybody asked Steph, the soldiers didn't get zombieism when they got a biological weapon dropped on them. They got sick. And that's when Vivian decided to turn them all. Okay. And maybe Blaine... Knew maybe he stole this idea from somebody. Really? M- maybe there was someone else already set up in this business. Something happened to them, and he just picked up the idea. So, I don't know. Yeah, That's all that comes to my mind. It's true. It's like where did how did Blaine get turned into a zombie? And of course, you know, there's my original theory: Liv turned into a zombie. <laughs> And they all accidentally got turned into zombies when they mixed Boat Party Utopium with Max Rager. Uh, so was was the boat ground ground zero? I have no idea. So um, and uh, oh yeah, Tim. I just wanted to mention Tim. You're probably listening. You wrote a lot of stuff to us, and I I just I'm gonna res- I'm gonna respond to it in uh, full in an email. 
Um, I just don't have time to read it on the podcast as we got to get to our uh, discussion, of course, um, for Eat, Pray, Live. Are you ready, Steph? I'm ready. Awesome. Um, this was also directed by Merzi Almas, who's directed uh, other episodes and a good podcaster who might have written down the episode titles. But uh, Yeah, I thought her name looked familiar. Yeah, I just know her from directing episodes of Smallville. So. Ah. Uh, all right. So uh, the way I have this spaced out is I well, I start with the case of the week. I'm going to get that out of the way first, okay? Okay. All right. So we have Topher. Um, Topher is talking about letting go of unwanted noise and intrusions into your life. Um, and we we meet uh, Ladybird and Devin who are watching him um, with blissful looks on their face. <laughs> And uh, later, meditation leads to murder. And I wrote down, maybe you should be more wary of intrusions. (laughs) (laughs) But um, He was beaten to death by a Buddha. Yeah. Crazy, huh? I don't know if that upset any Buddhists by seeing, like, Buddha, like, covered in blood, you know? But I guess if he's, yeah. That's pretty horrible. Get your head bashed. Like you could see in the shadow as he was getting killed that it was he was getting bashed, getting his head bashed in like again and again and again. Um, let's see what's next. Um, so we have Clive, Liv, and Ravi on the scene, um, and Ladybird talks to Clive, and she's ready with her ID. <laughs> her name is really Ladybird. She must get that a lot, <laughs> so she has to like prove who she. Isn't wasn't that like uh, Lady Bird Johnson? Is that a first lady? Yeah, yeah, yes. But um, but that was a nickname, mm-hmm. surely. <laughs> um, it, actually, th- I, I learned uh, during one of the live tweets that uh, this is the name of uh, Viet Nguyen's dog, the editor of the the show. Oh, okay. Uh, very cute dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Topher. We find out is a teacher of mindfulness. So mm-hmm. I had to look up mindfulness because I am not very mindful of mindfulness. Um, so that's it's a psychological process of bringing one's attention to the internal and, ex- and external experiences occurring in the present moment, which can be developed through meditation. So I guess if you're really focused on the now and not thinking about what's coming up or things that have bothered you in the past. Um, you're very mindful, I guess. Okay. I guess that could be very, uh, soothing and, uh, relieve anxiety because all anxiety is worry about things that have already happened or things that are coming up. So if you just focus on right now, then you have no worries. Yeah, but it's, it, I don't know. It's like, maybe I should get into this. This sounds great. I don't know. It's, uh, it, 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 <laughs> It sends me into kind of a panic attack. <laughs> like if I if if I, you know, hit record on this podcast, and I was like, "Well, I'm just living in the now." So uh, what happened in the episode? I haven't written anything down, but let's uh, let's just have an easy. Maybe maybe that podcast would be better if I just had an easygoing discussion <laughs> with you and forgot all the details, even worse than I already do. <laughs> but uh, well, surely it doesn't mean to do it in. Do you do it in all aspects of your life, or just? What be overprepared like certain, and <laughs> just certain? No, I mean to be mindful. Is that just something you do, like for class and maybe in the mornings when you get up to mm. relax? But 
surely not in all because if you went to work and you only thought about the present and you did, <laughs> you know you couldn't really do your job very well yeah right um yeah well i i guess it works for other people um i mean my mother is into uh reiki reiki healing so i i, I definitely want to Sit down with her and ask her if uh, she knows all about mindfulness. Oh, don't tell my mother. She might get into that, whatever that <laughs> is. Uh, all right. So, yeah, like you said before in your intro, the only enemy was, his only enemy was not being able to accept the gift of change. So uh, I love that Clive says, don't leave town. <laughs> because, of course, this is a potential suspect. This is a woman in the victim's life. So obviously... If they're at all involved, she probably killed him, <laughs> according to Clive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Clive was so funny in this episode. <laughs> it was, like, so so low-key funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have a bloody footprint, which leads to a bum, which... <laughs> yeah. Now, the first time I watched, I was like, that homeless guy looks too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's an actor pretty. wearing a fake wig and a fake beard, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, which, unfortunately, you know, I really wish they kind of, I mean, because we find out, spoilers, later that the, the bum is the murderer and that murderer um, actually did the murdering in a beard and long hair that he grew. And then he went and got himself all groomed up and uh, and was like, oh, it couldn't possibly be me. Um, but I think it might have worked better for me if uh, – but. I guess it's a believability thing because if we're to believe that that's not a fake, fake hair and fake, uh, fake beard, then we are to expect Clive to be smart enough to know that too. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess it wasn't, it, it wasn't supposed to come off like a crappy disguise. Yeah. Just pretend he looked more homeless. Mm -hmm. So this leads to a dumpster and Clive takes one for the team. This is, this is cool. Clive. He's like, nah, you know, Detectives always made me yeah. do it when I was wearing a uniform. I'm not going to yeah. be like those guys. Because nobody really likes Clive anyway. He doesn't need to make more enemies. Yeah, I guess that's that's true too. Um, but you know, we don't really. You know, th there was that officer that pulls up next to their car during the stakeout, and he didn't seem to show any um, hatred of Clive. I almost wonder if it's you just know? the high, higher ups that don't have a pro that that have a problem with him, or his fellow detectives. Mm -hmm. Maybe the uniforms actually like him because he's a good guy. So, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, this, this dumpster's outside a seafood place, so I can't imagine. Oh, oh god! <laughs> oh, no. And the line that better be tartar sauce is probably going to give me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he finds the bag of bloody shoes. And um, and that he goes to take a shower, and it's funny because he just naturally just tells Liv to go have some lunch, you know, to go help with the go oh with the yeah. You know, this is that's just what naturally happens. This is what happens now with Clive. He's not like mm -hmm. grossed out by it. I mean, maybe if he has to watch it. So uh, next in the case is uh, well, she's got to take care of the brain, so she makes it into some chai tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and we almost have a accident with Ravi. Oh, yeah. She almost gives Ravi the wrong 
cup. And she's all disgusted because she's like, how do you drink almond milk? Gross. <laughs> like not paying any attention to the fact that he almost took a sip of that. Because <laughs> it's funny. She takes a sip and then she's like, oh, oh, oh. And like as Ravi's bringing the mug to his lips, you know, uh, she takes her sweet time and letting Ravi know that he's got a cup of brains. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, ding, first drink mix, mishap. Write it down. Okay. You don't really have to write it down. Um, next day, uh, Liv shows up smiling right behind. Oh, like creepily smiling. <laughs> like a smile that you've never seen Rose McIver make ever. <laughs> Just, she's so, she's in her bliss. She's happy. She's happy to be there. She's happy to be in the moment. And ding, second drink mishap. Uh, Clive is getting his coffee and nearly like spills it on himself when he turns around. Uh, and I guess uh, she says she was taking a sound bath, which a sound bath, a sound bath. Did you did you catch that? Is that what it was? I thought it was a sound bath. No, it wasn't some bath. It was, <laughs> I'm gonna get that some bath. Uh, no, it was a sound bath. Uh, do you know what a sound bath is? Because I do. <laughs> what is it? It's basically what you would imagine it to be. It's you're meditating and you're surrounded by Listening sounds. Into... Yeah. Oh, like like white noise or or woodland noises or. I mean, I looked up a couple of these uh, centers that specialize in letting people take sound baths, and it seemed like a room full of like. Uh, people with yoga mats just kind of stretched out and they're all like, like a crowd of them. Right. But they're all in their, on their own little mat and they're meditating and there's all these like, um, gongs (laughs) all over the room. And so I'm assuming that the person Throwing the sound bath, filling the sound bath. I have no idea what you want to say. How would you say um, the sound bather uh, might be walking around kind of sh- lightly? Because I can't imagine it's very relaxing if someone just keeps hitting a gong really loud. <laughs> but you know, maybe mm-hmm. softly tapping them, um, keeping some sort of noise going, and I guess it's supposed to help with meditation. Yeah, this article in the LA Times says, "Think of it like a sonic massage." Yeah. Uh, Clive doesn't want to know what the sound bath is, but I figured it out. <laughs> um, and uh, he, he wants to know if Topher was re- legit. And Liv actually vouches for Topher that he was a good guy. And I just want to make a note here. There's no visions in this up at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cl- what is up with that? Clive even makes a note later on during their stakeout. He's like, what help is this brain anyway? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it turns out Topher was a venture capitalist whose testimony sent his partner to jail, and there was suitcases of cocaine involved. And uh, so this partner was uh, Mitch Davis. He got out of jail two weeks ago, and he, Clive mentions in like the same breath that the uh, the homeless guy that they brought in didn't do a sketch. He slipped out while ding coffee was being poured. <laughs> <laughs> like the officer was getting a coffee and that that's what made the homeless guy slip out. Like so that's like what, four so far? <laughs> coffee, okay. coffee or hot drink mishaps. Anyway. 
I don't know what it all yeah. means, but I'm going to ask Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's looking for this homeless guy, and he's nowhere around. Like, yeah. you know, usually homeless people, they pretty much stay in one area. So... Yeah. Um, so, uh, we have Mitch coming into interrogation and he's got the whole money never sleeps yuppie act. Uh, oh God. <laughs> Insufferable. Oh my God. Insufferable. <laughs> the way he was looking at Liv. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, is he leering? At? I mean, cause I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, his feet are too small for the shoes, uh, which doesn't mean he still couldn't wear them. And also, his hair and his height don't match what the witness, who is the homeless guy, he said. So, yeah. <laughs> like, this case is just, like, Mitch has done a good job at making this case go nowhere by providing a witness that says every other different thing. And, and of course, wearing shoes that are too big for him to murder in. Um, and this is when he says, you've got to sell the past to buy the future. Which uh, I thought it was funny because he's trying to sell the lie here, what's going on that happened in the past in order to get his future with revenge. I don't know. Um, but Liv says, yet both are illusions. Like the fool, you stare at nothing. So Then Clav says something hilarious. What does he say? Oh, he said like so true or something like that. Yeah, so true. Okay. <laughs> um, so Mitch then puts them back on the case of uh, Topher and his uh, his par- his buddy Devin. That he Mitch thinks that Topher and Devin might have been scamming uh, people out of money. Um, so we go to Devin, who's who belongs to the shoes, um, and that. He actually turned Topher onto mindfulness because he discovered it after blowing all his money on uh, material possessions and a lot of LSD. <laughs> and uh, oh, this uh, this is the guy who had his his positive energy obstructed. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, Lady Berg, what I said about my my uh, positive energy the other day? Oh yeah, yeah, it got obstructed. <laughs> yeah, and Clive says that's not a thing. And Liv says, you're doing it right now. <laughs> uh, so we go to our stakeout, um, which I like the chapter title, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> um, so they're looking for the homeless guy, but um, Liv's meditating kind of irritates Clive. And he, that's when he's like, what is this brain even helped with? And that's when a cop pulls up and says there was a report of a pimp yelling at a hooker in a car last night. <laughs> <laughs> and Liv says, well, you have been being a little bit snippy with me. Yes. <laughs> so we meet the nosy neighbor. And the nosy neighbor says it's her alley and there's no homeless guy living there. But she did see a homeless guy like run by and toss something in a dumpster and then leave. And that's when Clive realizes that the homeless guy did it. Mm. Uh, so we then see Mitch's mugshot where he, do- he did look like the homeless guy. But he did go to a barber after he murdered uh, Topher. And that bottle he, that Clive made him drop uh, has his DNA on it. Um, and this has all to do with Topher sending him this like apologetic letter while he was in prison. Like, hey, I'm sorry for turning you in. I, um, you know, and, and he's and he's a Paul and I, I guess Devin didn't want Topher to apologize. So Mitch decided to set Devin up for for the murder. Um, 
one second. Yeah, in uh, when all that, I kind of got distracted and all that. <laughs> well, what I think is interesting here is that the end of this case shows uh, that Mitch actually did the time for this crime that both he and Topher were involved with, which was the cocaine. But Topher, like, decided to, he got into mindfulness and he changed his life and now he's doing good things and he's, and he's make, and he's redeeming himself that way. Um, which if you think about it, sounds a lot like Blaine. (laughs) So the question is kind of posited here. Like, is it, is, is it, if you, if you're really like sinful person, you do lots of awful things is it do you have to pay for your crime even though you've changed, even though you're not the same person as you were when you committed the crime? Oh, well, yeah. It's kind of like it, – is it right for you to not uh, pay for the pay, crime? Pay even though – You've changed your different. life or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That was a good catch, Robin. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. Are we finished with the case of the week? Yes, we are. Um, okay. So the next thing I have here is Caddy. And, oh God! Well, we'll get to the last part of her story, but I wanted to talk a little bit about what she uh, is bringing to the whole zombie virus game. I mean, we kind of talked about it, but basically, she's here now because Seattle is ground zero, and this is all because uh, she was investigating a plane crash in North Dakota from two years ago. And there was nothing wrong with the plane, but the plane crashed. And one of the bodies on the plane had human brains in its digestive tract. And the skin was all decomposed. So, And, of course, the plane was coming from Seattle. So why did the plane crash? And why did that body have human brains in its digestive tract? Um, and much like the body that was found in the trunk outside of Max Rager... Which we mm-hmm. still don't know where that came from. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we see her again. Uh, Caddy actually scares Ravi as he's pouring coffee. Ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding. What's going on here? People cannot keep their drinks together. <laughs> There's all these drink errors. And and it's funny because I was watching the, the live tweet go on. And there were a lot of people that were tweeting like, is Robbie going to clean up that coffee? Like he just spilled yeah. coffee all over the counter and then just resumed uh, filling his cup back up again and drinking from it without <laughs> grabbing a paper I towel think, or anything. I, I, I took that as she makes him nervous. Yeah. yeah. He, and not just because she's onto the whole zombie thing and not just because she fired him. But I think she just makes him nervous in general, too. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's kind of bossy. Yeah, she does seem to take control of the room. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is when he straight up lies to her. Because she asks, I mean, of course he's got to lie to her. He's got to keep the secret. He doesn't want this blowing up. But, you know, she asks if uh, any of the bodies that came from the boat party. Uh, be- oh, yeah. The girl that was on the plane was at the boat party. Mm-hmm. So there's that connection. It's all coming back to Blaine, <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, and uh, did any of the bodies that came from the boat party have brains in their their digestive systems? And uh, Robbie says, nope. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. So she says, let's have dinner. 
there's something else I want to bounce off you. <laughs> Which is a pickup line if I ever heard one. <laughs> All right. So my next – did you want to talk about that anymore? Uh, no, we never did find out what it was she wanted to talk to him about. Was it that or was it that – She wanted to bounce her body she... off him. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay <gosh. laughs> Yuck. Uh, all right, so let's go to who's your daddy, Angus. Um, so we have Blaine kind of treading water uh, with the two strange gentlemen in his, in his office at Shady Plots. And I like that Angus – I remembered this from uh, – is it Greek mythology or Roman – I think it's Roman mythology about the the Leith, the river in Hades where you, one sip can make you forget your whole entire life. Um, was it per- – like the- – now I'm grasping at straws. Wasn't it like Persephone that they made her drink? I don't know. It's been a long time since I read that stuff. But I have no idea. Yeah. None of that sounds familiar, yeah. but okay. I, as a kid, well, I always read that stuff. I loved it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, what was so great about that scene was their dynamic has totally changed. Angus is not uh, intimidating Blaine. He's not bothering Blaine at all because Blaine, he's hes just his dad. He doesn't know anything about him. <laughs> he has him. no idea. He has no idea that he's trying to be intimidating. Did you like the fact that he's like, uh, that Angus said, like Peyton shows up, he's like, oh, she's like, oh, you're supposed to be dead. And he says, oh, and lo, the stone was rolled away from the tomb. <laughs> and I wrote, happy Easter for my zombie. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Easter episode. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so Blaine like shows no concern signing $32 million back over to Angus. And I looked at that form and it's $32 million and he signs it like, well, it's your money. Here you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did notice a little bit of a production flub though. Um, it, it all has to do with names. Uh, Angus, his name is Angus McDonough, which is shown on the form. And they have Blaine De Beers written on the form, which is not his actual name. His name is Blaine McDonough. So, because Blaine brought Maybe. the beers and Julian brought the weed. That's why he has his name is Blaine De Beers. Maybe he legally had it changed. Maybe. I, don't, I doubt it, but. I wonder if Blaine realizes that his last name isn't actually De Beers. <laughs> because, you know what? I, I, I don't know about you, but I. I think I'm sold that Blaine's lost his memory. Uh, yeah. This episode? I, I figured he did. Uh-huh. It's a fa- the fact that he just signs over $32 million with no problems at all. Yeah, he's not the same person. Yeah. And it's funny because Angus knows about the memory loss from Donnie. So throughout the scene, if you really watch it, he's just sitting there studying him. And he's actually trying to get him to crack. He brings up this story about Blaine at, at 11 years old, stole his mother's earrings, got some teenage junkie to pawn them. And he's like, that's the day I admitted to myself that the sight of you made me sick. And Peyton tells him to get out. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then later on, like when, oh, yeah, we're going to get to that part. Oh, anyway, yeah. scratch that. Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it. That's what I'm like, oh, man, any of this stuff might have made Blaine, like, kind of lose it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, because all that kind of stuff would really get under Blaine's skin, and he's like, so? Yeah. They say say you're my dad, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dad's back. 
Um, so let's let's go out and do I don't know what are those things that we do <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, so continuing Angus's arc, uh, it's a Don E Don E world. The chapter says, and we find out that you know this. I don't know if people are listening to spoilers at all, but uh, we've been hearing for several months that there's going to be a zombies-only bar called The Scratching Post, and I just naturally assumed it was going to be a Fillmore Graves institution. But it turns out mm-hmm. that this is a Donnie Angus McDonough institution. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Donnie's trying to figure out how are we going to tell if it's zombies that are coming through the door, and he's like, maybe I'll use a nail gun. Um. But uh, instead, they decide to stick with uh, ghost peppers. Yeah, Donnie keeps suggesting things, and Angus is like, "You need to stop beginning sentences with those words." Yeah. With the, I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> I've I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Do not use those words. <laughs> also, we meet our uh, our a new henchman, Dino. So uh, this is our our third, you know, big henchman like. Big giant henchman Like we had Julian We had Uh Chief And now we have Dino Dino is in charge of acquisitions So that's for the higher paying clientele And for the less higher paying uh, Angus bought a hospital in Bangladesh (laughs) Which she's getting brain shipped in weekly So wow (laughs) So does that mean If you don't have enough money You buy these Cheap brains, yeah. and you're gonna have visions of people being sick, yeah. people being in pain. Maybe I'm not very familiar with anything that goes on in Bangladesh, so uh, you're getting you're getting lots of Bangladesh visions. Yeah, um, it's so. What shady would the hire? <laughs> yeah, what would the hire uh, price? The 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 brains that this guy's going to acquire, what would they be? Would they be? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like Dino's going to be in charge of acquiring these brains, but he also like Angus is like, uh, well, Donnie wants to go for Blaine's customer base and start taking away Blaine's business, and Angus says that he wants Donnie to just get to scratching. <laughs> And just go to like clubs and uh, find the guy that's like buying all the beers or whatever, and and scratch him, and then we're gonna start getting. But okay, so so that's the he wants Donnie to start turning people, and he wants Dino to find some higher priced brains. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming, you know, astronauts. Uh, yeah, see, so I feel like we've done this before. Real housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, Donnie is then sent out to get some coffee again, coffee. Mm. <laughs> what is happening? Is this Seattle? I don't know. <laughs> is this a Seattle <laughs> thing? I mean, I know Seattle is big with coffee, but I'm wondering what is, I don't know. Maybe Graham was just like, I need, I need some coffee. So maybe <laughs> we'll have Donnie get coffee in this scene. Um, and we also learned that uh, Dino is afflicted with uh, small fiber neuropathy. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible condition, which I guess your feet hurt. So. Well, neuropathy, that's where your nerves are damaged. You know, like people with diabetes have their, like, yeah. their feet and hands hurt. But Donnie was sent out for coffee because Donnie thought that he was a 
equal yeah. to Angus. He thought he was a partner. Yep. And it turns out, oh, he's a, a a gopher. He's a peon. He's being used. Poor Donnie mm-hmm. just stares sadly at Blaine at the end of this episode. Oh. <laughs> so bad for him. <laughs> and yet I don't. <laughs> right. All right. So let's get into Major's part here. Uh-huh. Oh, Major. Okay. So Major is experiencing uh, slower reflexes. Yeah, I wasn't sure what happened here. Because like, he's getting sick. Yeah, like, obviously he's not a mercenary, as his new friend Justin reminds him. Like, you're not a mercenary. We're not mercenaries. We're like regular people. I was a DJ, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or is it that Major <gasps> hasn't started taking the the the... The two brains, or has he? Has he been to eating oh, yeah. the two brains? Uh, yeah, uh, okay. uh, I I'm, I called him in my notes, uh, brain gogurts. Yeah, <laughs> get them while they're goopy. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I think it was uh, I think it was Graham that that tweeted um, that uh, those tubes are actually filled with cake frosting. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I wasn't sure if he's joking or not. So. But if he wasn't, hmm. Um. Yeah, he said, okay, so Major says that it, they're not appetizing. He's complaining to Ravi. And Ravi said he should put it in the suggestion box. Yeah. yeah. And then what did, what was Liv saying in the kitchen? I was going to watch it again and turn on closed <laughs> caption. Yeah, uh, she said, who stacks plates on top of cups? <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, also they're. I thought it was a little insensitive of Robbie to be killing zombies on the TV set. But I also thought it was kind of funny because that game that they're playing is Dying Light, which uh-huh. I'm not sure if it's a callback or just they just have a license to use that game. But um, if it was a callback, it was a, is kind of a, 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 a fix, uh, I don't know, retro fix or something. Uh, basically... Uh, in the pilot, um, we see Major playing with uh, playing a video game with a mystery girl, and they're both playing Dying Light, which is a one-player game. <laughs> mm. So this time, it's just Ravi playing the game, and Major's watching. <laughs> so, hmm. and uh, yeah, this uh, this description of the uh, brain gogurt. <laughs> um, he says, Major says, it's someone, it's like someone ate brains and old yogurt and mama birded them into these <laughs> packets. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and it's here when we get the first mention of uh, Liv's favorite new game, which I think is like Just Dance or Dance Dance Revolution. I think it's Just Dance. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. She didn't want to come over there to watch him play. You know, zombie killing. <laughs> right. So she uh, she said, so I, br- I bring the Chinese and we play my game. Uh, I just want to hang out with these guys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have another uh, training scene and Major's getting headshot. And this time I noticed, um, I was looking at the uh, names of the soldiers and the guy uh-huh. that shot him in the back of the head, his name was Z Stoll. So I'm wondering, I looked up an IMDb, his name's Zach Stoll. So I'm wondering if he's any relation to Vivian. <laughs> and should we be noting something else? I don't know. Uh, but the guy in charge, his name is AK-40-san. 
which sounds a lot like AK-47 to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Justin... Oh, yeah, this is when we we have Major's new friend, Justin, and uh, he says he was a DJ. He was a DJ at that 4th of July retreat, so that's how he got turned into a zombie. He was just in the wrong place, wrong place. at the wrong time. Yep. And so, uh, let's see, Major then goes to see Blaine... And gives him the number for Natalie. I guess Clive didn't come up with anything. So now Blaine's looking up the number. And um, Major has to tell him what like, they use Natalie for. And he, he's, he's disgusted. Uh, yeah. He, he's like, my dad's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, they're all right. I, I was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Blaine was like, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to look up this number by myself. I don't want you to go with me. I'm going to go by myself. <laughs> like, what was up with that? Yeah, I don't know if he wanted, didn't, he wanted to, he says it's my livelihood. So I don't know if he didn't want anybody stealing his list or whatever. But I think Donnie has a cover that list, a, a copy of that list too. So, um, and so, yeah, Major yeah. is. Oh. Major is he's looking at the casket. Yeah. And he's asking Blaine, you know, do you remember anything? What was it like? Uh and so you can tell he's he's mowing it over. He's going back and forth. Do I want to just die mm-hmm. or do I want to continue living but not be myself and not remember all this? And we've already had Major like coughing away once. Um, so um yeah, it's it's a little scary. <laughs> Um and uh he went, Yeah, and he he looks pale. Yeah. Looks peaked. So Blaine says that this this he's like, here's here's the uh a, a number and an address, and this guy might be out of town because he ordered double brains. And I'm like, or mm-hmm. he could just be with Natalie and he needs extra brains for Natalie. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So that's what Major's like, I might not have that long. Um, so then Major gets his lungs checked by Ravi and, uh, Ravi says he might be just a few weeks away from having, he's going to have to take that cure. And that's when Liv chimes in that identity is just a hallucination of the enlightened mind anyway. <laughs> so, uh, whatever that means. Uh- <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, let's go back, go back to when Major went to see Blaine. Yeah. Cause Major did not want to go see Blaine. No, but... Because he killed him. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he walks in and Blaine says, well, this is a surprise. <laughs> Isn't it? Is this a surprise? <laughs> Was it, This is unexpected. Or is it? Is this unexpected? I believe this is unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cute. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so, yeah. Ravi says the memory serum is ready, but nobody to test it on. No, we don't want to test it on Major. We need somebody... You know who we could test it on to see if it's going to work on Major. So of course the only person that's that's going to be is uh, Blaine. So Liv says that she's going to ask Peyton about having Blaine hear them out. We'll get to that, but we have some more paintball and Major actually kicks some ass here, and he talks to Justin about having like real brains, which Justin is the never, real stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm yeah, like, all the kids are doing. I'm it. like, oh man, I hope they're just joking about this drug analogy, <laughs> or yeah, you know, the, uh, we could turn like these mercenaries into like really wanting like the good stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. are they going to get hooked to it? You know, I don't know if I want to do more drug stuff on this show, <laughs> but I guess I could deal with it. If, I mean, they always do things well, so 
But yeah, this is when Liv walks in on Major and Justin dancing together to just dance. And um, so cute, so cute. Okay, I got a flashback of when Liv met uh, um, Drake. Drake? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about somebody else. No, when Liv met Drake, she was like, "Oh, hey, yeah, nice to meet you." But Drake was like, had like goo goo eyes. Oh, I see what you're getting. Yeah, and Justin, when Justin met Liv, he was like, "Oh, like yeah. his face was saying, who is this?'" Yeah. You know? So I don't know if it was he was seeing somebody who didn't uh, tan and die, die and tan and die. <laughs> Yeah. He was just surprised to see somebody who was all natural. That's what I was kind of taking it as. Like, this is, wow, this girl's got, like, white hair and she's pale. And, you know, like, you know, she's like, I don't know, the zombie version of all natural. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But. uh, But I I took it as he was, he liked what he saw. And then that. Immediately, immediately made me scared for his well-being. Yeah, I'm scared and, he's going to die. Well, especially since we have, <laughs> and I thought you were going to go here, which was the the fact that she dances with Justin, and it looks a lot like the dance that she did with Lowell back in season one. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry to say the L word, um, <clears throat> but uh, never forget. But see, I think the show kind of wants us to forget about Lowell because when they keep listing the terrible things that Blaine has done, they never mention Lowell. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Um, I think was it they mentioned it uh, in season two, but I don't know if they mentioned it all in season three. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the writers' room Twitter account actually pointed out that Justin was kind of scoping Liv. Like they put like uh, they put like a screen cap of his face and it they put a little heart emoji, you know, and like a wide eyes emoji, I believe. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, they could be pointing towards that. But I was mostly focused on Major. I mean, he goes out to the kitchen, he gets these brains on crackers, <laughs> these brain hors d'oeuvres, yeah, and then he just starts coughing like crazy. And of course, the first thing I was focused on because I'm a, I'm an idiot uh, is. Um, is he coughing on those crackers? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, but just seeing Major come out and he's just sadly watching Justin and Liv dance together and have so yeah. much fun. Yeah, he's trying to soak it in, trying to trying to imprint it on his brain so he doesn't forget it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like some people came at it like like that, and I, I thought of that too. I was like, this is this is Major staring at his good friend and. Like, and, you know, ex-fiance, you know, love of his life. And just like, this is like the most fun that he's probably seen or have in recent times. And Mm -hmm. just kind of just, man, what's it going to be like to to forget her? You know, if he, if Mm -hmm. he ends up, if that serum doesn't end up. The the second time I I teared up, like, I really, that really hit me. It was just, that was very moving. But some folks came at it like. No, this is major, like, sad because he might lose all his memory and maybe Liv will end up being with Justin and good for her and life sucks for me, but I got to let go kind of thing, you know? So, I don't know. No, I think he was just trying to, just trying to enjoy it Mm. while he still had it. Yeah. Enjoy life. 
I appreciate his friend. Be mindful. Yes, be in the moment. In the moment, that's what it what? is. He's being in the moment, he's not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. When, he's looking pretty worried. When the fluid, <laughs> when the fluid comes back to his into his lungs, like a, with a vengeance. <laughs> All right, so here we go. The next thing I have written down here is the triangle. <laughs> oh God, Mopey Ravi. Mm. You know, on one hand, Roll is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it. I buy it. It's it's heartbreaking. It's tragic. It's sad. It's 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 tough to watch him go through this. Yeah. It's a great performance. Yeah. But we need our comic relief back. <laughs> we need our fun time guy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is rough seeing him go through this. Um, and I have some comments from him too to read to you. Um, okay. So the first thing we see is that Blaine. It says, cheers to beers. Blaine's a lounge singer, and Peyton's there to watch him, and he's singing a song called This Masquerade by the Carpenters, which is funny. Like, like he sings the Carpenters in this episode, and he sings um, Linda Ronstadt at the end of the episode. And I'm like, yeah. what is it with, like, Blaine? He just likes – I guess he just likes his 70s, like, I don't know, soulful Maybe that – yeah, music. those are the songs that you sing in piano bars, I suppose. Yeah. With, uh, you know, because you're singing for the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Turns out the original singer died playing the piano <laughs> and Blaine handled the funeral and the owner, of course, came in and heard him singing Hallelujah. And uh, The Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Tina Fey. <laughs> Je- oh, man. What do you uh, – was that – is that like an inside joke on our our people? Yeah. yeah. That's a, co- that's <laughs> a Colleen, Colleen joke. <laughs> Sorry, folks that don't know Colleen. That was really funny to, to both of us, though. Uh, anyway, uh, oh. all right. So uh, the so Ravi. Um, the next thing I have is Ravi stopping by Peyton's office to apologize. He's been oh god, <laughs> oh, that was so oh, tough to watch. So he, he oh, it's painful. He starts off. He's like, I've been a terrible friend, and then. He's like, I know you didn't do anything wrong. And that's where he should have stopped, right? Because mm-hmm. the next thing he's like, but. <laughs> like my macho brain, it keeps. And he basically says he keeps lingering on like made up like porn in his head between Blaine and Peyton. Doing stuff. Oh. And Peyton's like, listen, the stuff I did was with a guy that a brave guy that stood up, was standing up against Mr. Boss. I, I found out about everything after and and I love it. Your opinion in this is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. And then says, did you come to apologize or be apologized to? Mm. So, the, yeah. I I think when he came into the scene, like, he should have done a little bit better reading the room, knowing that perhaps you just want to say you're sorry and, you know try to reestablish i don't know your friendship with before like i don't know maybe you should just never say that you've been thinking about her boning blaine in your head <laughs> yeah cuz that's all it's really about yeah he has he has not acknowledged that she has been through a trauma yeah that she's been through a traumatic event he just it's all about him uh-huh so here's my first thing i have uh from row i think it's the f- yeah, it's the first. I have two things. 
Raul tweeted uh, that it was really tough playing spiraling Ravi, uh, who isn't making the best choices, but still be the same guy. Ravi made some poor choices. Was he right about Blaine? I think so. Was it okay to shun Peyton? While immature and insensitive, it's okay not to like someone's choice of partner, particularly if you care about that person. He'd be delusional to expect Peyton to be apologetic for her fling, but I don't think that's why he was there, and she doesn't owe him one. And um, and then he, um, you know, like a lot of people like tweeted back. He, he was having a good conversation with different people. Some people were like flipping out. <laughs> it was like, come on, dudes, it's just a TV show. Calm it down. Um, but you know, he did remind his followers. He's like. Listen, Robbie just avoided one call. It wasn't like he was dodging her for weeks, you know? So I guess there's a question of how much time has passed uh, to show how long he's been ignoring her. I don't know. So doesn't it seem like it's like more time has passed than just like one call was missed and maybe a day day or so later he shows up and say, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, But that's what he said. He's like, he... He only avoided one call. So, you know, how 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 terrible has he been, really? I don't know. Anyway. But <laughs> but he avoided a call of it wasn't just any call. Yeah. It was a very important call that he avoided. He didn't know that though. And you know, that was that's another thing. That's another dangling thread. Who's tweeting Peyton? What's going on with that? I wish she'd mentioned that to somebody else, or at least Talk to Blaine about it, and we'd hear more about that. But so, yeah. But he should have at least known that she might have needed her friend, and that she had been through, like you said, a trauma, a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, just it might actually also bother her that she slept with a guy that turned that turned out to be a complete psycho murderer. But you know what? The psycho murderer is actually being a, a bit more decent to her than Robbie is, right. which is sad. Yeah. All right. So um, we go to the big meetup at the morgue. We got Major. We got Ravi, Peyton, Liv, and Blaine all at the morgue. And Ravi says he needs Blaine to take the memory serum to see if it'll work to get those memories back. He says it might take a couple of days if it works. Um, Major can take the second cure and then the serum. If it doesn't, nothing will happen. Or maybe some side effects. Or maybe it might kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Um, Blaine passes. He says he doesn't. And and it's not just because, like, it might kill him. He just says he doesn't want to remember. Which... Yeah, he's happy with his life now. Yeah. Why would he want it to change? He's constantly reminded on every, like, the person he was before was a horrible person. And, yeah. yeah. Why would he want to go back to that? This is, again, just me going, be, I'm, I'm completely convinced that Blaine has amnesia. I just, mm-hmm. I believe it. Um, I think what, what's going to happen here, though, is that um, he's got, the, the, this thing will work. He'll get his memory back. He'll realize that if he actually owns up to the awful person that he was and that he remembers being that awful person, then he's going to have to continue being that awful person. So he's covers it up. Right. But uh, anyway, um, uh, so Ravi here starts getting angry and he says, this is Mm. your chance to atone. Major is a zombie Mm -hmm. because of you. And uh, Peyton says, it's not fair. And, Major says, hey, it's my life on the line. I'll just take the cure and the serum and we'll see what happens. And because, you know, I want to remember my life and I understand why Blaine might not want to. Major with the big heart here. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So this is where Robbie gets even angrier, and he's like, you owe Major. And um, Liv tells him to take a breath and put himself in Blaine's shoes, and he's like, okay, I'm Blaine. I killed people for money. I tortured Major. I literally killed Major. <laughs> um, and that's what Peyton says is enough, and Robbie tells her to open her eyes, and Peyton's like, why are you being such a dick? And he says, isn't it obvious? It's because I'm in love with you. <laughs> Which... Robbie, what the <laughs> Yeah, it's like No Peyton is not behaving the way I want her to. I've, I'm so angry. Mm-hmm. I have to force her to to open her eyes and because it's all about me. I know exactly. <laughs> it's back to all about me and I, I, again, I you know, I don't think Robbie is a rough, I, I still see Robbie as a good guy and I think that he's just really Upset and he's spiraling. He's spiraling. Yeah, I mean, it's really amazing that the that the good guy and the bad the bad boy and the good guy have changed tra- changed places here. <laughs> I don't expect Robbie to start murdering runaways yet. But <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So uh, Blaine then steps forward. He's the good guy here. He offers his arm. He's like, "I'll do it." And then Robbie injects him and. Uh, so later that night, Peyton shows up. Where were you? I was held at gunpoint. I needed you. You made this about your pride and your jealousy. And Robbie's like, I was an idiot. I was, and Peyton says, yeah, you're drunk. And she's like, you know you're the one that's stopping this all from happening. And Robbie says, screw it. And he kisses her. And that's when a glass breaks in the other room. And I just about threw my remote. <laughs> did, you, did you think about Caddy? I was like, don't do it. Like through the entire scene, I was like, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Don't do it. Don't do it. The terrible is about to happen. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. And yeah, Peyton finds a pantless uh, caddy in the other room. And uh, Ravi screams, we were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what I have the rest of the, what what, uh, Ro was tweeting about. He says the biggest mistake he made was kissing her. It was a terrible decision and ultimately yeah. destroyed any chances of, of a future together. It's so disappointing to see good people make poor choices, but alas, such is life. And I have a million non-fictional examples of that. I'm glad we got to see this side of Ravi. I love that iZombie deals with the gray where nothing is black and white. So well put, Raul. Um, and yeah, I appreciate it too. <laughs> yeah, such good drama. Yeah. And it is. It's knee-jerk to just be like, Ravi, you're dumb. I hate Ravi now. <laughs> but we know Ravi. Like, we spent lots of time with Ravi. He's a good guy. He just got himself all twisted up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's – yes, he is in love with Peyton, but it's also his hatred of Blaine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is He's as, always almost hated as, and Yeah. And it's rightfully so. <laughs> um, yeah. So – um, yeah, the episode closes with Blaine singing Linda Ronstadt in the lounge, and we have Peyton joining Liv and Major, who are there watching Blaine perform, which is just the strangest thing to me to see. Yeah. Yeah, Liv and Major showed up to see Blaine singing a song in, in the lounge. And uh, yeah, we see Donnie in the rain. So that's it. That's. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to say about the episode? Uh, no, I just uh, it's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh man, and and uh, again, I'm just looking at uh, the preview and the the summary of next week's episode, which we'll get into. 
And uh, I'm just like, oh, this looks like a goofy laid back episode, but they're probably going to kick me in the face again. <laughs> yeah. So you want to do some feedback before we uh, get out of here? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll take care of emails. You you uh, jump over to the Facebook. How about that? Okay. All right. While you're going, I'll start off. Our old pal Efrex is back. Um, he says, hey guys, sorry that Passover got in the way of my contributing to last week's cast, but sounds like you had things well in hand with Cheyenne and the rest of the feedbackers. Great job all around. Thanks, Efrex. Uh, this episode, at least to me, feels like it's setting the stage for bigger and better things, but didn't stand all that well on its own. The idea of Ravi and Dr. Cups getting intimate is just not well supported at all from the previous episodes. Ravi's past professional history with Caddy and the threat she represents to uncovering zombieism would seem to be a serious romantic turnoff. We know that Ravi's not particularly adept with his lady friends. See poor Stephanie. Um, he's talking about uh, blonde Stephanie at you. Yeah. <clears throat> but this doesn't seem to make any sense at all. I did like Peyton's first scene with Ravi. He deserved to be called out on his self-centeredness. But Peyton hardly seems to be the swoon at the L word type. And her final scene just didn't ring true to me either. Hmm. The case of the week was pretty perfunctory, and the brain seemed to be something of a rehash of positivity brain, providing no visions or real help to the case unless I missed something. Nope, you're correct there. I just think it was it's a, just a fun little brain. Um, the one thing that I did enjoy in this episode a great deal was Blaine's continued moral confusion. I'm curious to see where this new medical adventure takes him as he regains his memory, assuming that he does. Donnie looks like he's going to be getting pushed out of his own business pretty soon by Angus. So there should be some really interesting possibilities for his character. Major's performance improvement at Fillmore Graves was a nice thread throughout the episode, although I'm not sure how he's getting stronger, quicker, and more agile while his lungs are filling with fluid. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, Major and Justin took Zumba brains uh, after all that, but I'm wondering if he Major might have indulged in some Zumba brains uh, before, and therefore he was better, more or more agile. I, I don't know. That was weird. Um, he finishes with a few scattered thoughts. I like how quickly Clive's gotten used to the source of Liv's abilities and nonchalantly suggests that she uh, get eating to help out. Peyton lets uh, Blaine sign that release to his father off quickly, didn't he? Guess there's a reason she didn't go into corporate law. <laughs> Ouch. Um, the world must have a video of Liv, Major, and Ravi playing Just Dance. <laughs> yeah. And just brain piece, just brain pieces on crackers. Come on, Major, you can do better than that. Put some spicy hummus or sharp cheese down as a base, and a shake of hot sauce or herbs on top. <laughs> Take care, Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. <laughs> uh, what else we got? You got something over on that side? Uh oh. Okay, in the Facebook group, Jeff Gentry, he's like live. Uh, oh, you know, like yes. live to it. You know, uh, live Facebook. Let me get to. Yeah. Anyone stick out? Because I actually have a voicemail from him. I'm starting to see the problem with the wheel. What does that mean? Uh, the will Angus's will? Uh-huh. Maybe that's what he was talking about? Mm, maybe it'll be in the email more or the, uh, explained. Or the Journal of the Wills as referenced in the Last Jedi trailer. But, um, you know, that could just uh, be uh, not anything that has to do with a zombie. <laughs> Uh, Jeff says, seen on Twitter, Major, Major has zombie consumption. Is he on 19th century Cortesian brain? Cortesan? Corte, 
Cortison brain. Uh, that's a pretty dope club. Trunk Ravi in love. Ravi cannot catch a break. Okay, Rachel Hugh says, wait, did Ravi seriously try to pull a we were on a break after telling Peyton that he was in love with her, then sleeping with another woman, then kissing Peyton with the other woman in the room? What? When did Ravi become the worst? Also, it's very much like what Logan did to Veronica, and how could you be so cruel again, Rob Thomas? Mm, yeah, I was reminded of when Logan like confessed his feelings to Veronica and then ends up going to sleep with Kendall. I have got to rewatch that show again. Yeah. Wasn't crazy about the case of the week, but I did enjoy Don E and Daddy Blaine and Liv and New Guy Dancing. Sad for Major. This was... This was not one of my favorite episodes. Well, Rachel, you have to watch it a second time. That's it. And you will you will appreciate the genius of the small little moments. Right. Uh, Marissa, Marissa said, I didn't even catch a similarity to the L-O-V-E ultra prom scene until you pointed it out. Ugh, of all the situations to come up again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marissa also says, oh, Ravi, that was unbelievably stupid on so many levels. I guess that's the end of my Peyton Robbie hopes. Here's some tips for next time. If your crush calls and you're mad at her, listen to her voicemail anyway and realize you should be there for her when she needs you. If you're in love with her, talk to her. Don't avoid her. When you apologize to her, lead with I'll, lead with the I love you. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, don't sleep with your ex-boss who you can't stand and is getting too close to the truth about zombies. Mm-hmm. Also try being... Uh, also try not being an ass, even if it is to amnesiac Blaine. <laughs> Elsewhere in this episode, it was fun to see Donnie put uh, in his place by Angus. Their club looks like a male 1% zombie's dream. <laughs> the scratching post. <laughs> I liked... Uh, I like seeing Major make a friend at work. That was sweet yeah. to see Major. He made a friend. Yay. Uh... He seemed cool and possibly someone they're grooming as a love interest for Liv. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of Liv, this was the first episode without her having a vision. I'm sure was- it's not the first. I, you know what? If uh, if if my uh, memory wasn't like Blaine's, I would be able to remember if she's absolutely correct or not. But I'm sure there's got to be another one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Liv, was this the first episode without her having a vision? I like the murderer. I liked that the murderer was an old business partner. No one else made sense to kill the yoga meditation guru like, he, uh, that everybody liked. Mm-hmm. Lil was definitely under the effects of the brain, though, so I guess no visions was okay. Mm-hmm. Finally, even though he allegedly doesn't have his memories, Blaine's old personality certainly seemed to be shining through. Yeah. Let's see what happens. What do you mean? Oh, no, no. His old personality does seem to shine through. And that's what kind of threw me off in the first episode when he was talking to Donnie. And I was like, oh, man, he's really cracking wise for being a guy that's just got a, got a blank memory. But I guess that's just his personality and not like, I don't know, part of his memory. Yeah. I thought it was weird, though, that um, that he didn't remember his father at all. Like that's, a, like, that's like his entire life. Like, you don't remember what your father looks like? I mean, I understand Angus wasn't probably a uh, someone you saw all the time, but it's your father. You, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so he doesn't remember anything. Yeah, at all. So I, because I was like, oh, 
Like my first theory was that he just doesn't remember anything that's happened when he was a zombie. So it has something to do with zombieism. But he didn't even mm-hmm. remember his dad. But then again, is he playing us? <laughs> no, he's, he's not. not. He's not. He's not. Uh, all right. Okay. So I'm finishing Marissa's yeah. uh, comment. Um, let's see what happens now that Robbie badgered him into being the guinea pig for the memory serum. All right. I'll continue. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll read Michaela's here. She says, my thoughts. Ravi, why? He's the world's best, worst decision maker. Although <sighs> we'll say I did appreciate someone was laying down some hard, laying some hard truths down. It was pretty harsh as far as we've seen, I feel. I also feel you can't really blame ba- blame Blaine. How dare you do that to me? Uh, for the <laughs> awful things he did at this point. But you also can't really absolve him of all sins. Telling him, yeah, like we were saying earlier, yeah, telling him straight up what it meant for him to walk away and not be the guinea pig was a good thing. It gave the new Blaine perspective, and it kind of sold me on the memory loss thing. That and the scene with Papa Blaine, which was just so much fun and also depressing at the same time. It seems like Liv keeps taking the back seat this season, which I don't think is a bad thing. I like the more ensemble approach. They've got enough great characters to do it, so why not? To wrap this up, again, Robbie, why? <laughs> no! <laughs> My jaw literally dropped on dropped on the last scene. Yep. <laughs> why did you even let Peyton in? Say sorry, drunk, talk later, maybe. Not come on in. Maybe we'll all have fun. No, bad, Robbie, bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, I also like the scratching post. Reminds me of the nightclub in Gotham. Another fave of mine. I got a chuckle out of the name. And Jeff said that the, that nightclub in Gotham is called the Sirens Club. So... Um, why don't I take a break in the Facebook comments and play you Jeff's uh, voicemail, okay? Okay. Here it is. Hey, Robin and Steph. This is Jeff X-Force 11 calling in with my feedback. Man, I really enjoy getting to hear more of Blaine singing. I like <laughs> this gig as a lounge singer, but I'm worried. I like this Blaine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not too hot for him to have his old memories back. Hopefully he doesn't lose who he is now because it's kind of cool. Um, I like seeing maybe his dad as a big bad now. But we will see. We will see. I, I enjoyed this week, not as much as last week, but it's a fun ride and I can't wait to hear what everybody has to say about it. X-Force 11 out. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I I do like this. I like the good guy Blaine. Yeah, right. I just wish he didn't have that history. I I I, I don't know. I I'd be so much more happier about liking him. <laughs> um. All right. So Frank says, "Oh boy, <laughs> he's upset." Uh, oh, Ravi, you finally get a chance to get Peyton back, and you ruin it in a matter of two seconds. If I was him. Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> if I was him, I'd be doing whatever it takes to get Peyton away from Blaine. I wouldn't be moving on to any other girl. Now he's most likely lost Peyton forever. Smack my head or SMH. And Kevin says, "Robbie, Robbie, Robbie." Sigh. Could you have effed that up any worse? <laughs> I cringed whenever he was talking with Peyton this week. Felt bad for him, but he caused his own problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and uh, I did want to mention one comment on the blog. Uh, this is from Dave, and it's uh, it, it's a whole list of things he was saying about the podcast, and I, I we appreciate it, Dave. But the one I wanted to mention was that Stephanie made a boo boo for once. Oh, did I not say Winslow, Arizona? I thought I did. I guess not. Well, yeah, I don't know what you originally said. I was saying that Cheyenne, Wyoming, and. Winslow, Arizona. Anyway, I, think you said, I was wondering I, if anybody... It sounds like you... I, I think you said Winslow, Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean really to. I meant up. to say Arizona. <laughs> I mean, I know my, I know my uh, Eagles, uh, you know, songs. songs. <laughs> <laughs> Word lyric, lyrics. Mm. Song lyrics is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically what Steph's saying to you, Dave, is take it easy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, folks, I want to let you know that uh, we do appreciate all your feedback, even though maybe I don't have enough time to read everything. But, uh, you know, if you want to send in feedback, uh, keep it short and concise, and we'll definitely get to it. Um, and uh, Send us some trivia. Oh, yeah, Steph's dying for us to get trivia, since I don't do trivia. That was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't write a whole bunch of notes and then make a whole trivia game, too. I just can't do it. But uh, if you guys want to quiz us somehow, I don't know, maybe send one email for Steph, one email for me, and then we can be quizzed live on the air. I don't know. Um, yeah. It'd be fun to do. Uh, or, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you want to guest sometime and just read us some questions, that'd be fun, too. We could do a bonus podcast. Yeah. Anybody who's uh, creative and wants to help out with that, that'd be awesome. Uh, Cheyenne's been helpful. She's been sending in uh, artwork, of course, for our podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, what am I saying? Oh yeah. So so iTunes reviews are awesome. Send those in um, and uh, five stars, please. Just get us noticed. I, I appreciate it. Let's more people know about our podcast. And uh, I think anybody who. Um, doesn't want to hear anything about uh, next week's episode, you might want to tune out now. All right, so we'll get into first. Here is the trailer for Wag the Tongue Slowly. This Tuesday, have you heard the big rumor? Cheryl was a huge gossip. A certain someone's been eating all the brains of the local busybody. Interesting. And now that someone... What's with DeBoer wearing a padded bra today? Can't stop dishing dirt. His ex moved to Virginia. Those two were up to something, that's for sure. What the hell is up with you? Okay, one more thing. I, Zombie. All new this Tuesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. And that was the trailer for Wag the Tongue Slowly, which is next week's episode, episode four. We only get 13 of these stuff, so uh, I'm... Sad they're going so quickly, but um, the description for this week's episode, it's, uh, it says, Gossip Girl, Clive's patience is tested when Liv consumes the brain of a murder victim who had the reputation of being the ultimate office gossip. Meanwhile, Blaine and Peyton continue to grow closer as they wait to see if Ravi is able to reverse the effects of the cure. Lastly, Major is one step away from fulfilling a promise. Um, and it's uh, directed by Viet Nguyen and uh, written by Kipos. So can't wait. Gossip brains. 
live causing lots you know, of trouble. I, yeah, you know, these that were like, uh, I don't, I can't relate much to that brain. Gossip or, brain? You know, kind of like, yeah, well, you know, like people that gossip, usually <laughs> people don't, really, they're, they're usually a kind of person who is just trying really hard to, to, for people to like them. Uh-huh. And that's the only way they know how to get people to like them. And they, come across being obnoxious <laughs> and nobody, you know, what about so, those that just like really enjoy the good dirt? <laughs> it just, that makes them happy to hear about other people's problems. Yeah. They're, they're sad people that, that <laughs> enjoy, that get a thrill out of other people's misery. Right. You don't really like those kind of people. That's true. But every time it's a brain that you're kind of dreading, mm-hmm. like the real housewives brain. Yeah. It's it's always fun. It's always they always do a good job with it. Uh, what's also um, well, I did want to mention that this is probably going to be cool. Like we did hear in one of the feedbacks that some of these brains are not really revolving around, or rather, episodes not really revolving around uh, live lately. So maybe this one will be more revolving around her. As we've, I don't know. That was quite a kick in the teeth with drama uh, this week. So <laughs> maybe uh, maybe it'll, I don't know, it'll just be like the aftershocks. Um, but I did want to mention, uh, I'm trying to scroll to it. Episode six uh, photos came out, some like it hot mess. Um, and there might be a description as well, but we'll read that when it, when it's almost time. But it, it's DJ brain, right? Um, and I thought it was interesting that Justin said that he used to be a DJ in this episode. And I'm wondering <gasps> if the two will connect. Like, he's a zombie, so she's not going to eat his brains. Mm-hmm. So, fellow DJ? Or maybe she impresses him by having DJ brains? I don't know. Um, but uh, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, also, press shots for next week's episode show some kissing. So we'll have to um, talk about how we feel about that. Uh, not between Justin and Liv, um, but uh, Peyton and Blaine. <clears throat> All right. So <laughs> <clears throat> yes, we're about to end another podcast and your eyes are closed. You would be calmer if you lived in the moment. I am. At this moment, I'm trying to wrap this podcast up for the night. The lightness and the clarity of mindfulness will help us do just that. Really? Uh, How much mindfulness is going to help me edit this? You're awful snippy with me. Filling with sunlight. Um, um, Bye, everybody. Namaste. Um, Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net. 
slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!